Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag college football. And I will tell you, I've always loved my players. I'm tough on them, but I love them deeply. And this past week, it has hurt. It has been hurtful to see the pain in my players, to hear it in their voices. I know they're hurting and and they have pain for what's going on in in this country, in this world. And it's also hurtful to see our program be attacked. Dabo Sweeney defending his response to an assistant coach's use of a racial slur during a practice three years ago. Nearly a week after assistant coach Danny Perriman apologized for using about what happened in a taped message. He used a slur in an argument with former Tigers tight end DJ Greenlee. So that's Utah, Iowa, and now we can add Clemson, PK. I wonder how many more schools we're going to be adding to this list where this is an issue. Santa Barbara? Don't have football, so nope. Maybe not basketball either. (laughs) Ow! (laughs) Everybody's chasing UC Irvine, but that's not the issue right here, right now. NCAA Division I Football Oversight Committee will finalize the draft of their long-awaited six-week practice plan tomorrow. NCAA D1 Council has to authorize it at their June 17 meeting. I don't think there's any doubt they're going to... This is all just details, right, PK? We're on track. Uh, t- to be honest, I was glossing over what you were saying because <laughs> of that very reason. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. The NFL being started by signing Catback. I think if they sign Catback, that'll show that they're really trying to move in a different direction. Cat was making a statement four years ago about what's going on in today's world. The NFL didn't bother to listen to him then. So I think they should start by doing that. After that, you know, I'm not really sure, you know, what the NFL can do. That's Carlos Hyde right there on his hope that the NFL sign Colin Kaepernick. But uh, as you pointed out yesterday, at 32, has he moved on? 32, you certainly could be a backup quarterback. You could easily be a backup quarterback for five years if you wanted. But... Has he moved on? He's got a bigger stage, bigger issues. He's an activist, and he's got to deal with Nike, so it's not that he's not making money. So do you want to come back? guess he'd have to answer that. I haven't heard him speak on that. There's an argument for him not to, I suppose. Just moving on with a life, making good money. Why come back? And Unless that's the passion and it's burning inside you and you really want to. Uh, I think you answered your own uh, question there. You didn't really form it in a question, but it was a statement question. Uh, You know, he did lose 10 out of his last 11 starts. So it's not like he was all world. He had a good run for a bit, but it seems like the team's caught up to him. Uh, Do I think he can be a backup quarterback in this league? Absolutely. I said it from day one. Yeah. Do I think they blackballed him at the time? Absolutely. He said it from day one. But here we are at age 32. Does he want to go through the grind of being a backup? I'm not sure he could be a starter. And I don't think anybody. Doesn't matter. You could be the most. You could be Adrian Peterson, who guaranteed us he's going to kneel. And go ahead, Adrian, kneel all you want. That's your right. Do it. No problem. But can you guarantee us that he's a starting quarterback? Does he want to be a backup quarterback? Is that what this? 
this issue is about now? I mean, at, a, at the time, he could have been, I would I would think. I'm not a talent evaluator. But we have to go. And I, and I looked it up. His last two years weren't very good. Minnesota the team Vikings. wasn't good either. No, the team wasn't. It was, it was trending in the wrong direction. Uh, Minnesota Vikings Pro Bowl running back Dalvin Cook is going to hold out. No longer participate in any team-related activities until and unless he receives what he determines to be a reasonable deal, according to reports. He's got one year left on his rookie deal, $1.3 million. Running backs have short careers. He's got one chance. I don't know if this is the best way to play it, but you got one chance to figure out the best way to play it. Does he get paid this year? $1.3 million on his rookie deal. He wants a reasonable, okay, he doesn't, he wants if, a reasonable deal. If he doesn't play, does he get paid? I would think not, no. But if the Vikings, one point three, yeah, if the Vikings think that they're going to have a pretty good team and they need him, could they tear, you know, tear up the deal or give him an extension anyway? And uh, sure, yeah. So right now it's well, uh, June 9th, So you yeah, know. who cares? Right. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Spurs will be without star forward LaMarcus Aldridge for the remainder of the season after he underwent surgery on his right shoulder. Aldridge underwent the procedure April 24th after originally injuring his shoulder against the Jazz in February. Now, the Spurs are among the 22 teams set to resume play next month in Orlando and PK. I'll double-check it, but I'm pretty sure the Jazz have a back-to-back scheduled with the Spurs. So, yes, the Jazz have lost Bogdanovich, and that's a hit, but the Spurs have lost Aldridge. And that's a hit, and the Jazz get to play this first twice. So, pretty good chance for uh, two wins right there. Well, with or without Aldridge, I mean, I can remember when he was a uh, free agent out of Portland, and it seems like he was the hot guy, and teams were bidding for his services. And so he's a Texan, and he went down to San Antonio. And what has really made the difference with him? It's another one of these guys that just gets paid a ton of money, but really has no bearing on winning and losing. Well, the Jazz will get the Spurs twice, and we'll see if they can pick up wins there. Also, Charlotte Hornets guard Malik Monk has been reinstated following his suspension for violating the NBA's anti-drug program. But of course, Charlotte's not playing at the end of the season. Uh, they're one of the eight teams that is not headed to Orlando. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. If there is no baseball, it's not because there was this enormous concern about the protocols and the, the health issues. It's strictly about money. On the player's side, I can tell you this. The players now have found a reason to be galvanized like I have not seen in years. This is not about pensions or service time or some esoteric CBA issue. Purely about taking a pay cut. They understand it. They can rally around it. And that, I think that's why that, that they're dug in. That's Tom Verducci from Sports Illustrated right there. Major League Baseball's latest proposal to the players on a return-to-play economic package offered a higher potential salary than the last plan, but guaranteed less money over a 76-game season. The two sides are unable to agree on a deal. Major League Baseball has the ability to implement a schedule of its desired length, and they're focusing on a potential 48-game season. Have your eyes glossed over yet? Talking to me? Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, a couple of things here. We know Verducci is legit 100% because he was born in East Orange, same town as my father. So let's make sure we understand that. And he went to high school in West Orange, 
same school as my mother. So let's make sure we understand that. Also, too, Yach, you need to cut that as a drop. It's strictly about the money. Now, we're not allowed to swear because this isn't serious radio. But no bleep. <laughs> I will pull it for you. <laughs> Come on, man. And you can. there's politics and money involved in everything. And I can, after watching hundreds of thousands of people protest, after going for two months and three months about how we couldn't get within six feet of each other, and then all of a sudden that didn't matter because there was a bigger cause here. You can argue that this whole thing has been at least somewhat, if not entirely, depending on where you are on the scale, political. So, of course, this is about money. What the, Tom, to, I listen to PTI some, uh, oh, a lot. And Tony Kornheiser likes to co- quote some guy named Don Olmeyer, who was some type of TV executive back when. Yep. The, the answer to all your problems and all your questions is it's money. And it's always money. Come on. Of course it's money. It's not about safety. It's about cash. Everything is about cash. The sooner we understand that, the better. Give me a break. Give me a break, (laughs) DJ. Because of fears of a second wave of the coronavirus, Major League Baseball says it wants to end the regular season September 27th and have the postseason go no later than the end of October. What is trending? It's brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up this morning, former Utah defensive back Booby Hobbs joins us at 8 o'clock. Kira Chris Kamrani, Ute rider for The Athletic, is here at 9 o'clock. DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Big Show. It's a big deal. With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Former you, Kenneth Scott, with us back on The Big Show. Everybody knows of an unfortunate situation that occurred about seven years ago. However, it was, honest, it was a mistake. Coach Galley is a great man. This guy is a truly great human being all around. Can you be a great human being and use that racist slur? We don't know the context of it, but we all know that he's not a racist whatsoever. He's a great human being, so that's all I can say really about the situation. I just know He's not a racist. What people may portray him to be. He just made a mistake. Probably got too comfortable in the situation, whatever it may be, but he's definitely not a racist. The Big Show, weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hot Takes or Toast is brought to you by Master Electrical Services. Master Electrical is always open during this challenging time. Call Master Electrical at 801-543-2222 for upfront pricing and your satisfaction is guaranteed. Master Electrical Services will light up your day. Question of the morning. It's up on our Facebook page, DJ and PK. As sports and individual athletes turn more political, will it ruin your enjoyment of watching the games? Drew a fair amount of uh, reaction here, PK, and it is all over the board. We've got uh, David saying, I had an idea for every player that wants to kneel or speak out. How about donating half a game day pay to the communities they are kneeling for? Ante up, guys. Ante up. Ante up. Josh, however, nope, not going to affect my enjoyment. They're part of this country, too. They've got the right to express their beliefs. Like all others, I'd be more worried if they didn't have an opinion. Well, 
Well, everyone has an opinion. Does that mean you you get to express it at work if you want? Because a lot of them are doing it at work. A lot of them don't even want to do it. Actually, it's, it's the small number of folks that the ones who have leverage usually are the ones who are doing it. The ones who are trying to make a roster, they keep their mouth shut, interestingly enough. Got to make the roster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If it's going to be a close call, don't give anybody a reason <laughs> to make the call against me. Right. And I mean, it usually is a close call because there's a lot of people who want those spots. And, and you can argue, you know, that was the deal with the Kaepernick situation is that, well, is he worth the headache? Is his talent so overwhelming that he's worth the headache? Or work, it, it, headache's probably a loaded word. The publicity, whether it's good or bad. People say notoriety, but notoriety by definition means it's negative. Uh, they, notor, notoriety and anxious are words that are often misused. And then people say reoccurring when there's no such word. It's just recurring. Well, irregardless. That's a word, though. <laughs> that is a word. You look it up. It's in there. Uh, so would they want that? It's always interesting to me how people become, in the sports world, the more leverage they have, the more activism, some of them. Not all of them. But, you know, I don't recall... Steve Kerr being as active as he was, uh, or as he is. He won some titles here, and he's become very active, as is Greg Popovich. And I've been critical of Popovich, but the last video that he put out was what I'm looking for. You know, don't go with the name-calling and the outrageous stuff. If you've got something to say, say it, and let's look for solutions. And I thought the last thing that he put out was, was excellent. Came out this weekend, uh, had the help of the Spurs, had some graphics and all that on it. So it was, yeah. uh, it kind of had the mode of self shot on, uh, you know, phone or whatever, but it, it wasn't with the graphics. It was about, it's a little more than three minutes. I watched the whole thing. We aired some of it on Talking Sports. We aired about a, a minute's worth, a little more. Um, didn't air the whole thing. And he's a military but, veteran, so certainly he's earned that right. But let, I would like to do it in a constructive manner. Not this, the extremes really just turn me off, and it doesn't matter which extreme, any extreme turns me off. You know, once I hear I'm moving to Canada, <laughs> I check out because you're not. What, yeah, whatever I your message is, I don't I believe check you. Out. I do not yeah. believe you. You know, to me, then that becomes extreme, and your message gets lost. And believe me. I've been guilty of that in my personal life a thousand times over, a million times over, of getting all hot and bothered and worked up, and then the message gets lost. And I've learned many, many brutal lessons that have been life-altering that way, to this day, affect me deeply. And so I'm pointing no fingers that don't include right back at myself. Uh, John says not having games is ruining my enjoyment of watching games. Well, games will be back. They will. PGA Tour Thursday. Yeah. NBA July 31. This is a temporary deal here. So if that's your big concern, then you're sitting pretty. You'll be just fine there. Joshua says, people will listen to hours of politically charged music, and they don't think anything of it, but an athlete makes a statement and it's shut up and dribble. Are they not all entertainers? What's the difference? 
Nothing. But I don't think that some people don't think that that is over the top and they don't want to hear it. I hate political music. If you wrote a song that was politically charged, I'm out. I want, I want some story where you're young and you're saying, screw the world and I'm going to go out on an adventure or you are in a relationship and it turns sour and now you're going to just haunt her. The sound <laughs> of your voice is going to haunt her the rest of her life or him, depending on who you are. A bitter love story. I love those types of tunes. You love bitter love <laughs> stories? What's yes. wrong with you? <laughs> There's a song by Fleetwood Mac that was recorded by Lindsey Buckingham and Stephen Hicks before they were in Fleetwood Mac called Silver Springs. <laughs> I'll follow you down to the sound of my voice will haunt you. I love that tune. <laughs> Those are my kind of songs, man. So when John Lennon sings, all we are saying is give peace a chance, you, you hate that. It's political. Uh, it's, it's mildly political. Oh, I, I think at the time it was political. But I wasn't, I feel, I wasn't aware at the time, yeah. so it didn't matter to me. Now the issue they were singing about, that specific issue has receded. I guess the greater issue is always what, 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 The Vietnam War? Yeah. I mean, I'm in diapers, so I have no knowledge of it. No... It wasn't my time yet. I mean, the Beatles really weren't my time, but yet I consider them the greatest band of all time. And statistics will back them up. And so if you don't like them, say I don't, their music doesn't appeal to me, but don't be a friggin' ignoramus idiot and say they're overrated. Don't, don't tweet at us, Steve Klauke. Because <laughs> they're not, if you, if their music doesn't appeal to you, that's fine. But don't say they're overrated, because once you, once you bring in the ratings, that only clinches it even more, their greatness, because they have all the records of the records. So stop it. All you got to do is Google Beatle records, and they just, gosh, it'll cover you for the next five hours. So I, I get that, that that song, but it wasn't of my time. So I don't have real regular, and all we're saying is give peace a chance. I mean, come on. All we're saying is let's engage in another war. I mean, nobody sings that. <laughs> <laughs> so who doesn't want peace? Peace is a good thing. Well, at the time it was politically charged, and there are people who thought we should be at war in Vietnam. That's yeah, what we and at the time, uh, Lucy was sleeping in separate beds with uh, Ricky, and now I mean, the times have changed dramatically. Looking back is what I'm doing right now. It seems like a mild protest tune. And at the time, it may have been all that, apparently, is what you're telling me. And that's great. But looking back, to me, anyway, it seems like it's mild. I don't really hear a lot of political tunes anymore, for that matter. Maybe they're out there, but I'm not necessarily aware of them. You're so busy listening to the bitter love songs. Well, I, yeah. you don't just go for the bitter love songs, though. There's, a, there's an Eagles song. That's a, it's a mellow love is lost song, and you love that. Uh, sure. I mean, it, but I mean, those are old tunes. Uh, a lot of the country stuff that I listen to now, some of it has it, though, and some of it uh, is, is peppy. You want and toes in the water, toes in the sand. Who doesn't? Right? I know I do. 
Yeah. <laughs> Everybody wants that. But I don't really like my music to be that political. Now, how about my musical artists being political? See, the thing about that is that Hollywood tends to be liberal. Hollywood and the, le- the media tend to be liberal, at least from the newspaper angle. Uh, my experience of 23 years working daily newspapers. Most of the folks were liberal. And I'd imagine that hasn't changed now, particularly because Trump is essentially drawing a battle line, you versus me. Uh, and so and of all the times I could understand it, it would be now on how that man would get under your skin because it seems like he's attacking you at all times. And the media has such low credibility these days anyway. Uh, I, I, I would venture to say it's, probably, its credibility is at an all-time low, too. So there's this battle back and forth. But if I'm going to go with the sports, if I'm going to go with the line of thinking that I can't watch sports because of their political stances, LeBron has been very outspoken. And then now they have such avenues that they never had before. You know, you can just tweet out something immediately, and these people have literally millions of followers. And so their, their reach is just enormous. And if I didn't like what he said, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But the point is, if I let it interfere with my sports watching, well, where do I stop? Because a lot of your Hollywood types believe the same type of thing as they live. They're all for the immigration and everything as they live in the hills behind a gate. And... Do I then stop going to the movies? And then a lot of musical artists believe the same thing. So then why stop listening to music? So basically, what am I doing? I'm just sitting at home listening to Fox News all day? That'll drive me nuts. <laughs> I, I can't do that. So I tend to go with along the lines of, fine, think what you think. Just be responsible of what you think. That's all I ask. I don't care whether I agree with you, but be responsible. That Popovich thing that he released the other day, I thought was extremely responsible. Whether I agreed with him or not, who cares? doesn't matter. Make me think. He puts a thing out, makes me think. He doesn't call names if he had a brain and, you know, start the Wizard of Oz if he had a heart and blah, blah, blah. No. He's out there talking about what he believes in, puts it out there. Military veteran certainly 100% has that right to do it. His supporters have the right to do it 100%. I don't really care whether I agree with them or not. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, that's what I want. As long as they do that, it doesn't matter to me whether I agree with them. Because if I shut everybody out who disagreed with me, well, what would I have? I wouldn't have a whole lot. And I would just be walking around with people who don't cause me to think. I'd be living in a shelter in a bubble. And that would kind of suck. I need to, I need, to be, need to be exposed to a lot of different things, don't I? Rhetorical, but yes, you do. Patrick says, uh, it's also ruining my enjoyment of listening to your show in the morning. Please, for the love of God, stop with all the identity BS you've been doing for the last week. What's identity BS? I don't understand what this uh, means. Talking about race, talking about protests, talking uh, with athletes about Morgan Scally and reporters, I guess, because we'll talk with Chris Kimrani and Booby Hobbs coming up here in the next hour and a half. Well, if I'm a youth fan, I certainly want this thing to go away for sure. And I want it to be minimized as much as possible because I'm concerned about winning and losing. And that's what uh, is interesting about this whole thing. You know, I was listening to some people. How is this Morgan Scally thing going to affect recruiting? Yep. 
Who gives a flying you-know-what? Is that the issue? How does it affect recruiting? That means, man, you're really woke on that. You couldn't really care less how people are being treated. You're just worried about, are we going to get the brothers to come in to play great football? That's your primary concern over this? Well, I think it's drawn into, well, I guess depending on the person, they can be drawn in for whatever reason they want. But for some people listening to this, I think they would say, well, his job as a recruiter in Texas is critical, and if he can't do it, then does somebody else need to do the job? I get it's not the primary issue here, but still it's going to come back to, does he get continued employment? Continued employment is going to be based on how well can you do your job. Yeah, I think that's a reach. I think that there's a right and a wrong way to treat people. Did you treat people wrong? And are you putting a blemish on the football program? And I'm not speaking specifically to him. I'm talking like the thing that happened in Clemson, those types of things here, rather than is it, well, can he still be an effective recruiter? That's what really what we're worried about? If, I mean, if that's what we're worried about, then just recruit the white kids here in Utah and problem solved and have Guy Holiday go do Tucson. I don't know where I got Tucson. Houston. Uh, you t- you've taken care of the problem. Is that? Come on, man. That's not the issue here, is it? Recruit Tucson. The one kid per year or two. That doesn't stay in state anyway. <laughs> that doesn't stay in state anyway, right. Because it's too hot. <laughs> That's why they all want to get out. Yeah, it's been over 110. The uh, not these last couple of days when we had the storm, but believe me, my sisters tell me about it all the time. <laughs> my sister was so excited she could go jogging yesterday <laughs> in the morning at eight o'clock in the morning because it wasn't too hot. <laughs> so they're they're never going to succeed in in-state recruiting because kids just want to leave. It's just too hot for too long. It's great in the winter, but you got to be there beyond that. So yeah, I. I I get what you're saying, and the reality is, absolutely, that's part of the deal. Can he or whomever be an effective recruiter? So I'm living in a fantasy world by saying, well, it shouldn't be, but I wouldn't be naive to think that it isn't. But it's funny, the fans' perspective, uh, they're worried about how is this going to affect our football program? How is it going to affect my enjoyment of this team winning and trying to get to a Rose Bowl. When really, on principle, that shouldn't have anything to do with it. Or at least not that high of priority. It should be down the list of priorities. It should be what's right and wrong, how do you treat your fellow man, and that, all those things, those things should take precedence. Well, is he going to be able to be a ref- effective recruiter? Really. But I know that's what it is, and... Probably if I was a diehard fan of U of U football, I'd probably think the same thing. Oh, my gosh. we got a good thing going here. Uh, SC's rolling up all these four, four and five-star kids I keep reading about. we got to keep our momentum going. We've won the division two years in a row, man. Can, when are we going to break through? we got a hotshot quarterback from South Carolina who started 33 games in the SEC. Man, we can do this. Uh, well, wow, this thing here this is going to set our, set our football program in terms of winning and losing back. should be a right or wrong. It shouldn't have any bearing on, on winning or losing, but yet it does. Of course it does. Well, they've gone two in a row, and nobody in the South has been able to go three in a row. 
Reload on the fly, try to be the team that does it. Right. But in this circumstance, this should have no bearing on that. It should be separate issues. That's the way I see it. Maybe I'm wrong. Other folks, if you disagree, love to hear you. Love to hear your opinion. That's what it's all about. That's what sports radio is basically built on. People's opinions. Deliver them responsibly. You need name-calling and whatnot. What's that? Uh, you guys told me a while back that I could mute people on Twitter. Yeah. And I mute people left and right. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> mute, 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 mute. <laughs> I didn't pay attention to it much. You guys probably told me about a year, maybe even two years ago now. You can just mute people. Yep. And then it, you don't block them, you mute them. Originally, oh, it was, originally it was blocking people, but they know <laughs> they blocked you, and then you get called out for blocking. So then Twitter, at some point, I don't know the date, but they modified the platform and added this mute yeah. feature so you can mute them. You don't, you don't see them you know, if they're tweeting whatever at you that you don't want to see, and they don't know it. Even better, they think they're getting at you. <laughs> they do. I, no, I don't think I, if I blocked people, it was accidental. I've had people come at me and say, "What? You don't follow me anymore. What are you doing?" Uh-oh. Well, <laughs> I I accidentally hit something that meant I'm not following you. It's actually pretty easy to do. I've done it. Yeah, and so then I don't know. A good friend of mine. It was actually what I'm going to get on uh, what you watched last night. Apparently, I did something, and I was no longer following him. And then he asked me about it. I said, "I got." I got no clue because most of the time it's on my phone and I'm scrolling through and, you know, it's a smaller screen, obviously. I Very rarely do I look at Twitter on a computer. It's 99% on my phone. And so I must have hit something. And since I'm not that active on Twitter anyway, I didn't notice that I wasn't getting any tweets from him. So he was all miffed that I blocked him. <laughs> or I, I, you unfollowed. I unfollowed him, yeah. I mean. It's, yeah. it's harder to do if you're, on, you know, if you're doing it on your laptop or whatever. And then you pretty much have to do it on purpose. But when you're on your phone, right, you're it's scrolling. surprisingly easy to do because I've done it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anybody out there, if, I, if you think I should be following you and I didn't, or I was and now I'm not, it's probably because I hit something. And I don't even realize it. I don't, I don't really pay attention to that. It has no bearing in my life. And so let me know, and I'll re-follow you. As long as you're responsible. If you're going to be up in the night and be name-calling and this and that, then, then I'm, I'm, I'm Mute City. For the number of followers I have, I probably have the highest percentage of people I mute. There's actually another staff member who may give you a run for that, but leave that alone. <laughs> really? <laughs> All right, the question of the morning, is sports and individual athletes turn more political, will it ruin your enjoyment of watching the games? I just think in the short run, sure, it might make you cranky, but in the long run, no. And I don't think the political stuff lasts in sports. It comes in cycles, and sometimes there seems more or less. But the people who aren't political in sports, uh, Jordan's the best example just because he's such a megastar. They hear that they should be more political because there's people outside of sports or peripherally associated with sports who want to hold people accountable for that. So it's always going to be there in one form or another. And sports, I mean, people are making a ton of money off sports. The leagues are making money. The people around them, 
selling shoes and apparel and sports talk radio and websites and TV and there's plenty of people enjoying sports and I think if one person steps away two more will step right in there and the teams will be able to increase the ticket prices even more I, just, I get why people get cranky in the short run because someone does or says something that isn't what you would do or say but in the long run the, as you said a million times the games reinvent themselves the storylines, the drama and we're right back to them so I think that Jordan has become more political. Back in his day, yeah. you just couldn't have access to express yourself. You had to use traditional media, and you don't want to do that. Now, I mean, he put out a statement on the George Floyd situation, so he is, I mean, he's not every day, uh, at least I'm not aware of, I don't follow him on Twitter, I don't even know if he's on Twitter. He's, and he's not out there every day, but he's become more making statements. It's much easier to be political now. And plus, too, depending on what cause you're saying, it's far easier to be political. I mean, Drew Brees comes out with his statement, and all hell breaks loose. And he's got to apologize multiple times. So if you go down one road, man, you're going to be held accountable but if you go down another road it doesn't really have the same effect so you got to be depending on which way you go there's a political correctness that exists now that what side you're on and if you're on the other side well then you're labeled a racist and this and that and who wants that nobody wants to be thought of as that if you say hey wait a second here how about this we just saw with Drew Brees I mean he took all sorts of grief from a lot of different folks for a couple of days there until he came out and apologized multiple times it was a massive deal so you know you can be political depending on what you say and it looks like Michael Jordan is not on Twitter it's Michael J a parody account it has 400,000 followers but yeah. No we want to listen to that Ben Shapiro. This is what triggered it. He said something that really caught my attention. And he come he came with a show. And he was on Clay Travis, which is the show that's on before us. And Clay Travis is very outspoken and built himself a little bit of an empire of what he's got going in his life. Clay, I, it does make me wonder whether inevitably we're going to end up with basically two sports leagues. Whether, whether at some point people are just going to want a sports league that, that does not allow this sort of stuff to impede the play or, or get on the field. And people are just going to view that because I got to say, like, I've been fairly tolerant of this stuff in terms of in terms of watching sports my entire life. There are only a couple of times where I've really turned off the TV. One was, you know, when it came to Sports Illustrated, I was a lifelong subscriber to Sports Illustrated. My parents gave it to me for my bar mitzvah. I had Sports Illustrated subscription for like another 10, 12 years. I used to keep the old issues in a box. I mean, that's how much I enjoyed it. And then when they decided, you know what, it's important for us to feature Caitlyn Jenner on the cover when Bruce Jenner had not been an actual athlete for three decades. And all of a sudden I'm reading about transgenderism. In Sports Illustrated, I was like, okay, I'm done. I can't do this anymore because this has nothing to do with sports. And I, I subscribe to a sports magazine. I'm not doing this anymore. And the other is during the Kaepernick protest when it became incumbent on people to somehow approve of the hands up, don't shoot symbology that was being put out by particular players. I, I'm tempted to do the same with the NBA now that now that you have LeBron James, who was willing to basically virtue signal on behalf of the, Chinese, the, the communist Chinese government, but rip Drew Brees. It's getting to the point where I don't want to watch sports. My, my place of of comfort has been removed from me and it may not be it may not be restored 
until there are actual sports leagues that that remove politics from the sports. Reaction, Dave. They're not going to be two sports leagues. That's not going to happen. So the whole premise, you lost me right off the start. There's going to be and separate sports leagues. One is political and one is not. Why can't no, we have two sports no, leagues? Why do you disagree? Why would, well, there's a chance that we could have two sports leagues. I honestly leagues. looked. I DJ, mean, your, your I, face was classic. I, I looked at like, did you speed this up to make him sound bad? That was why, what my why looks can't he have sport? No, Why Shapiro. can't we have a, a sports league that isn't political? Why can't we have that? What is so wrong about that, Dave? You want to be political, so you want political people in your sports leagues. He doesn't want it. Why did I have to see <laughs> what's-his-face, um, Bruce Jenner, becoming a woman on and, my and cover of Sports Illustrated? Why did I have to see that, Dave? TK, you would have died doing, with his face when I'm he saw doing the, the show. I'm doing the show with Frank Caliendo all of a sudden. What's going on? TK would have died if he was in the studio watching your face as soon as I played sports that. Leagues. Why not three sports leagues? Why stop at two? <laughs> <laughs> well, Shapiro's built himself an empire. All these people have these empires that they're making millions off of. Yeah, and and they talk politics and sports or... And then, the, then people like us are fools and fall for it. Yeah, he's appealing to an audience that's going to make him money. All of these folks are entertainers. Clay Travis is on at four thirty in the morning. He wants to do something different to break out of the box. Four thirty-four. Come on, he goes he's, on at four. Okay, he goes on at four in this time zone. Well, he's on at four thirty. Also, yeah, he's, he's still on four thirty. <laughs> just cut that other half hour though. Yeah. He, and he's found something to talk about. By complaining about politics, you make your show political. And by complaining about it, you cash in on it. Well, That's genius know. is what I call it. Welcome to America. It's, it's <laughs> capitalism. He's got the First Amendment right to say whatever he wants. If you don't like it, don't listen to the show. But the fact is, it doesn't matter. You said this a million times. And follow what Kornheiser says about the money. It doesn't. If you, make a, if you don't like Clay Travis and you make a big deal of it, He's going to draw some more people who hadn't heard about him. And the fact, if you, if you could rally 80 million people not to listen to him, well, that leaves 250 million people in America. And the fact is, if you can get 5 or 10 or 15 million people to listen to you or you know, watch you or read you or whatever, then you can sell a lot of insurance and you can sell a lot of tires and uh, you can sell a lot of cars and trucks and, uh, you know, not this month, but in another month, uh, another year, uh, a lot of airline tickets. Or, yeah, and so your empire will go on forever. And so okay. there's people out there who have 5 or 10 or 15 million people love them and 100 million people who hate them. That doesn't matter the way it used to when there were three networks and you had to appeal to a broad audience. It's just. But how about if I turn on my sports and during my sports watching, it wasn't political? Well, and I think that's largely what it is. I mean, typically what would happen, typically what would happen during the whole Colin Kaepernick deal, right? And people kneeling, like you'd either see the anthem at the start of the game or maybe, you know, coming out of a commercial break five or ten minutes into the game, they would show you people kneeling and they would talk about it. But then they go back to talking about the game for the other three quarters. So, or three and a half well, longer than that. Yeah, I gotcha. Right. I gotcha. So, yes, it was political for uh, two minutes or four minutes or six minutes. But it's a three-hour game, and eventually we get sucked into the games. And that was, I mean, that, maybe I'm missing something, but has there been anything more political than that in the last 10 or 20 years? Uh, 10 or 20 years? Probably not, no. Right, so I mean, half a generation to generation, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. That is, for a lot of people listening, that is a big, well, it certainly didn't wreck the NFL. And now the commissioners come out and said they're wrong. That's political. Do you think that's going to wreck the NFL? I don't. I think if the NFL comes back. Wreck it, or did it take a hit, though? 
briefly, it took a little bit of a hit. Well, briefly, they, but the, really the kneeling issue was only briefly. Now it's going to come back in massive numbers. So what was Goodell saying? Was he trying to get ahead of the uh, curve here by saying, oh, we were wrong Yeah. so that we don't take as big of a hit? Because for LeBron and Popovich and Kerr, I didn't hear a whole lot of stuff about China. No. And they took a little bit of hit. There's a lot of oh. talk about it, and they got criticized. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we all go back to watching basketball because we like watching basketball, and we're all going to go back to watching football because we all like watching yeah, football. I don't know about all of us, though. That's that. I think they lost money on that, and the NBA is losing millions, as I understand, in the Chinese situation. Yes. China is still not, uh, over the course of the season, didn't put the games back on over there. So there was massive amounts of money to be lost. I mean, it's not our money, so we just blow it off. <laughs> but it's their money and yeah. a lot is at stake and, here and it's not just the league the individual players have you know contracts Absolutely. yeah uh, yeah so that's why i look at the, of course they're political but they're political in their realm which makes them no different than me i'm political to my beliefs well wait a second here you're telling me if i say this i'm going to lose money whoops i'm quiet <laughs> come on we're, we're all the same my whole thing is be as political as you want be responsible as much as you can be but then don't try to buffalo me and act like you're something else. Just be true to who you are. And Steve Kerr and Popovich, now I know they're going to speak. And I, they don't need to speak anymore because I already know what they're thinking. I know what they're going to say. But they want to do that? Fine. Go ahead and do it. Just be responsible about it. And uh, I'm, I don't root against the Warriors because of Steve Kerr. I don't root against the Spurs. I don't root for them. I don't root against them. It doesn't really matter to me. Uh, so it's not going to affect me. But I can see how other people get worked up about it. It's their call. They have the right to get worked up about it. They have the right to turn it off. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Chris Kimrani, The Athletic. Everybody said that they never heard Morgan use blatant racially charged language. But as we know, some people who are of color or who look different might feel differently because of the way they look. And they might feel that they're treated differently because of the way they look. And some of the guys that I talked to this weekend said they felt that for Morgan over the years and other guys didn't. So it's an interesting position that we're all in because it seems about 50-50 down the line with guys that were shocked and stunned that this came out, but there were some other people that weren't. So, like I said before, our job is to do our best to tell both sides of this fairly and accurately, and um, we will see what happens with the University of Utah when their investigation is finalized. That's going to be a crucial part of this whole thing. Hanson Scotting, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. With a little extra time on your hands, it's time to talk about what we're doing to kill time. What did you watch last night with DJ and PK on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network? Too much time on my hands. Too much time on my PK's brought to you by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. All right, you mentioned earlier was for this segment, PK. What were you watching? Oh, ESPN replayed uh, a thing, a big panel on uh, issues facing African Americans, and it's uh, I think it aired originally in 2018, so it's a couple of years old. 
And one of my buddies that I used to work with in California who works for them was featured prominently. And I, I had known about it. He had told me about it two years back. And so, but anyway, it was on last night. And they had a number of different panelists on there. It was, uh, he, he was uh, the first part of it had a, a significant role in uh, working as a moderator. And they had audience, audience members there and have an interaction about that type of thing and, and really makes you think. And I, and I, I like things that make me think. And uh, that's the way you're going to grow, at least for me anyway. I can only speak for myself. So I did, I, I'd watched it years ago, but it was a couple years ago, as I said. And so didn't remember a lot of uh, minutiae of the uh, broadcast, but watched it, uh, not entirely, because I think it was a couple hours long, but I did watch a good portion of it uh, as I was working on what I was writing on uh, here for this week, had that on and paying attention to that. I don't know if you saw it when it first aired. I didn't, and I didn't see it last night when I was flipping around. I saw a lot of old games that really didn't do much for me, so... I didn't, I didn't watch a lot last night. Yeah, and obviously it's, they resurrected it because of what's going on in the world. And we see a lot of, and, and, and I guess this morning, a lot of folks, I'm all in. I will oppose hate and racism of any kind. And we saw last week with the, with the squares that people were posting. And that's all well and good. But posting on social media, that's nice. But It's not the end all be all. How about putting some money where your mouth is? You know, especially around here, we got a lot of folks that, yeah, they oppose it. Meanwhile, they live in, in almost exclusively Caucasian neighborhoods and have very little interaction. You know, I would like to see something more beyond just a, a post on Twitter. You know, maybe go into minority areas and volunteer uh, some work at the schools. Uh, maybe put some money there. Uh, a lot of folks, a lot of young kids of, uh, that are minorities who are in foster care. How about you do that? <laughs> I mean, anybody can put something on a, on a Twitter. Yeah, I'm all in. Meanwhile, I'm going to go back to my neighborhood over here. and Boy, if I see it, I'm going to call it out. But I hardly ever see it because look at the neighborhood I live in. So, it's, and, and that's a start. And, and that's good to do that. And your heart's in the right spot. But maybe we all need to be doing more, including me, for sure, including me. So uh, in discussions like these, I've been told two things recently. One of them I was actually uh, told in front of Yach. So Yach can back you up. That uh, we all need to watch the movie 13th. That's what Yach heard. We heard that from yesterday from somebody who's seen it multiple times. And uh, who I would, uh, I would say is probably uh, more on the conservative end of the spectrum. Someone who I would say is probably more on the liberal end of the spectrum told me I should read The New Jim Crow. Uh, I have the book, and I started to read it last night, but I'm, I'm barely into it. I'm like 40 pages in. Um, the New Jim Crow, and it's a New York Times bestseller, so it's available wherever you go, independent bookstores, online, whatever. Uh, you got to be able to find it. So those are two things we ought to read to, as you say, uh, educate ourselves and make ourselves think. Watch the movie. The movie 13th is apparently available on Netflix. I haven't seen it yet, but you can get it there. You want to see a movie on race relations, Crash. Crash? That is, that, is dynamic. That is a, uh, that's a Hollywood, that's a fiction as opposed to, this is a documentary, right? Yeah, this may be fiction, but it's real. Based having on a true in, story? Or? Having lived in L.A., it's stories, it's a bunch of vignettes on how. This came out right. like 10 years ago, maybe? 
You've been out for a while? Oh, at least, yeah. Maybe a lot more. of big names in it. Sandra Bullock's in it. Uh, Matt Dillon. Uh, who's uh, holding me closer? Tony Danza. He's in it. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of big names are in that movie. African-American people that are in it. Uh, I can see their faces. And, Don you know, Cheadle is in it. Don Cheadle, yeah. I, Don Cheadle. You got, you're right about Matt Dillon. Yeah, he's a cop. Don Cheadle just... Yeah, yeah. Sandra Don Bullock, Ch- Brendan Fraser. Yeah, Don Cheadle has a line in it that, wow. It, it, it is, and it's based in L.A., and it's how the various races treat each other. And the thing that I loved about it, it was so balanced because it wasn't just one side is racist and the other side is not. No, it, it included all sorts of races and how they treat each other. One group doesn't like this group, but the, that group turns around and is being uh, discriminated against, but then they turn around and discriminate against another group. Because if you live in Los Angeles, man, you're going you're gonna to see literally every form of uh, person that you could possibly see in terms of ethnicity. I mean, obviously, it's massive. So... Uh, they used the F-bomb a lot. I first saw the clean version. Somebody had given it to me, and I've since seen it two or three times, probably more than that, on uh, some form of cable where it was unedited. But And it is really, really dramatic and makes you think, makes you realize, hmm, i got to get a lot better here because I've got these thoughts that creep into my mind. And uh, so I add that to the list. My whole point is let's do stuff rather than just say stuff. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.